Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Empty Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Andy Skinner, and this week we're going to be sort of chatting about relationships for an amputee. I said every week, I'm not so sure about that, not sure what to push that down, you heard that. Um, Yeah, so this week uh, for our next episode, whatever number this is, number four I think, this is going to be more of a a sort of a a candid chat about relationships for an amputee. Um, Obviously it's going to be different for men and women, so I'm going to do it from sort of my my point of view and what I've experienced since uh, having, I suppose you can call it a disability, and many years ago, obviously, when I had my accident, as for the other podcasts, uh, I realised that I was different, or not different, unique. Okay, I did have a disability, and I still had my leg at the time, but obviously it was an arthrodesis, so it was made rigid, and I couldn't bend it, so I, you know, I knew I had to do something a little bit different. So I went to my local nightclub and said, I want to work behind a bar, and this was Ritzy at the time, if anyone remembers Ritzy, uh, nationwide, completely by rank leisure. So I went there, I started working behind the bar, and because I was, I loved my music, I was great at my music, um, I quickly rose up the ranks to become a DJ. Talk about the morning to you, mate, dot off. So yeah, I became uh, a DJ at rank leisure, and it was brilliant. You know, it was great, it was this, it was that, and it was something different because you had to be an extrovert, you had to be out there. And because I had the disability at the time, you know, it didn't really matter, you know, what uh, certain people are like, you know, and it was, yeah, it was tough for sure to start off with. Uh, but as you get into it, um, you know, I wasn't really interested about getting anybody uh, and stuff like that. It was just uh, having a bit of fun and sort of getting back out there because I was not an introvert before I had my accident, but I kept myself to myself and, you know, didn't really put it out there, as it were. So I met the the mother of my first child and, um, y- you know, she didn't really bother about it. She was Spanish and, you know, it was, um, it was uh, yeah, it, it escalated quite quickly. So um, my, my eldest uh, was born and um, that sort of... That relationship with her, with the, the with his mum, went out the window quite quickly, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, I found myself being on my own, and thinking, well, that's it, that's I'm never going to find anybody else again. So I just carried on doing what I was doing, carried on DJing, traveling the world, ended up going to Canada, living in Canada, DJing out there, and sort of came back, had went on a few dates. Obviously, by then, I still had my 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 leg. Um, Plodding along as you do. Uh, then, you know, went out one night with some guys from work and, and met the mother of my, my youngest two. Uh, I, you know, I like to put it out there a little bit. <laughs> I don't think I do. Pardon me, it's a bit windy out there today. So you can hear some wind coming through the, the windows. So I met the mother of my, my youngest two. And, uh, you know, it didn't bother her that I had a disability. Uh, I think way I go about it when I go out, obviously when you go out at night time you wear long trousers, okay, so you try and make the most of everything so you can't really see the disability. I had a slight limp and gait when walking, obviously, because of the leg was rigid and I took it go at the outside. Didn't really bother, which was a great thing, you know, and I was very, very happy for that and what have you. And, 
you know, obviously we got married, and blah blah blah. You know, the two youngest, the two little ones came along, and I obviously was then, um, you know, went into IT uh, a few years before that, and became an IT manager. And now when I'm working, that was working twenty four seven. You know, she wanted. Sorry, I rephrase that. We wanted the nice home here, the home abroad, the nice cars, the holidays, that sort of thing. So I was working. Almost sort of 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day, get up at 7 in the morning, go to work, come back at 7 at night, have my tea, and then carry on working again because I needed to work on the servers when nobody was there. So on that point, I then didn't sort of really pay her any attention. And she did try. I'm not going to deny that. And I just, I was so in, so into earning money to look after her and the kids and everything like that. I didn't think about it. And obviously then... Things happen as they did, and uh, y- you know, um, so you know, we then sort of separated and um, eventually got divorced five years later. UK law states that if one person says you can't get divorced or doesn't want a divorce, I should say, then you have to wait five years. So, you know, cut a long story short for that point, you know, I'd, we separated and it was like, cracky, what am I going to do? You know, I'm on my own now, and obviously. You know, my thought is easier for a lady to get a relationship. You know, they've, pardon the expression, they've got the goods that, that men want. Okay, so it's easy. I think it's harder, my personal opinion, it's harder for men to go out and get a relationship than it is for a, a lady. So I'm thinking, right, Cracky O'Reilly, you know, I've, I've, I've had my leg cut off. You know, what am I going to do? Blah, 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 this sort of thing. So it was quite difficult. I then, you know, went on social media and I applied for the show, an English show, UK show called Take Me Out. And I uh, thought, why not? Let's let's go do it. So, you know, inquired about that. And it was probably about a week after I put in that I got a, a, an email from someone online saying they'd seen that I'd apply for Take Me Out and would I like to apply for a show that TLC and National Geographic were doing and it was a a dating show uh, for people with disabilities so if you remember on TV there used to be a show called The Undatables more for the sort of the 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 mental disability side of it whereas this show uh, was for the physical disability side of dating as it were so I applied for it, um, had a few meetings with the directors and I got accepted onto this show and it was called Too Ugly for Love? Question mark. So it wasn't about that you, were, you weren't pretty or you were handsome or anything like that. It was about a disability. So the idea of the show was if you go on a date but you don't show your disability, you, you get on with the, the lady or the man and, and see how it goes. And I have this thing. I did a, I'll digress a little bit now. I did a couple of dating profiles on some stuff. And I, the first dating profile was that I I didn't have a disability. I was a normal bloke, blah, 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 that sort of thing. And then I did a second one where I was an amputee. Now I got, thankfully, uh, a lot of interest for the profile where I wasn't a disabled person or a person with a disability. Now when I put the one with dis- disability... Got nothing. It's incredible. People don't believe me, but I, I, I swear to you, that's it. That's how it was. And um, yeah, digressing on that a little bit. So uh, Toggly for Love came out. They followed me. They came and filmed me for a while and, uh, you know, went on a couple of dates. The first date was with a lovely lady 
and she was very into keep fit and played a little bit of golf, which is what I was, what I'm into and that sort of thing, eating healthily and what have you. And it was, you know what, being in front of cameras is really weird. You're in a restaurant, we were in London, you've got four or five cameras there and people watching you or trying not to watch you. And it was the hardest thing in the world you know i can easily make a conversation with someone that's not that's not the important you've got that pressure on you um you know it, it's difficult but we had the date it went really well and those have seen the show um you know would know that you know at the end of it i got her, her number we have to retake that because at the end of the show i said right thank you very much and got up and walked off and you know thank you for coming the producer or the director was like but you didn't get a number i goes well didn't didn't feel the need to get a number you know we got on really well he goes well we shoot it but ask for a number so uh, I got a number and uh, you know we stayed in contact for a couple of years on that Uh, but no I went down I met her I had some work down south and and went and met her again and you know there was it was obvious that there was nothing there we were just going to be good friends and 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 that was it the second date was a little bit different soon as I saw her no not for me and yeah, wasn't nothing was going to happen. So we sort of were talking for about sort of five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, as it were. And I just got up a lot. Thank you for coming. It's not for me. <laughs> got up, shook a lady's hand, and I went off. And everyone was like, "Oh, okay, what's going on here?" And uh, she wasn't a happy bunny because obviously she didn't know I was a, a disabled person. And uh, you know, so that the, the first date with a lady, I didn't tell her I was disabled till later. And the second date, I sort of mentioned it almost straight away. And we had nothing in common, uh, and that's just me. If I've got nothing in common, I'm not interested. Now, whether that was a bad trait in me or not, I don't know. Um, but it was it was interesting for sure. Um, so we finished shooting, and the, the you know it came out. I think there was it was a, a, a series of six shows. I think mine was the last show to be on, and it was one of TLC's uh, highest rated. Uh, shows at the time and it was interesting seeing me on TV and um, you know I, I still don't know what the ex-wife thought about it and because obviously uh, when I was interviewed I was sort of talking about her or well, not about her but about being married and stuff and what have you and I was just being honest uh, you know and that's me um, it was an interesting thing so it went around the world and you, you know sort of bit by bit so you always know when the show is going to be aired or it's aired because I get a lot of social media interaction from people around the world and oh yeah we've just seen your show Brian are you still single you were great in it this that this that this that um, so that's how I met a lot of my friends around the world and I call privileged and proud to call my friends uh, Sofia Lorena in, in Chile who I went to see uh, at the beginning of this year for the 12 months 12 months uh, thing and you know it, it, it's really good and I think it was shown in Jamaica the end of November last year so again you get these people coming in yeah are you still single yeah I'm still single after you know after five years blah 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 and goes well you know why what what's going on and uh, and it was just more like what well, I'm a little as you get older okay I'm a bit older now than what I was you get a bit picky and you get a bit selfish and I mean that in a good way you know, I know what I want. You know, I want someone that's going to be, that likes to go to the gym, that likes to eat healthily, um, you know, likes to go for bike rides, walks, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm an, I've am I'm, been an athlete many years and, you know, I want to try and keep that going as much as I can. And, and having this disability, I don't want my body to sort of seize up. You know, I've hammered it in these last, these years of being an amputee and I just want to keep it going and that's that's what I want, you, you know. And it's it's not about you 
or you, it's about you, sorry, as you say, it's not about your disability. And sometimes people don't sort of, you know, tend to, you know, tend to look at that. You know, I've missed out on, I've been a few dates and I've had a couple of relationships um, where I've, I've messed up massively. And, uh, you know, there was one lady called, we'll call her Princess T for, for the, the sake of this one. And yeah, I threw it away because my my fear of commitment and fear of trusting people still wasn't there. You know, when you're hurt in a relationship, you know, it takes a while to get back. And obviously, if you, you have a disability, whether it be mental or physical, you know, it knocks you for six because you then think, well, you know, what's going on? Now, they were my they were my fault on both of them. I have to hold my hands on that because, you know, they, they were lovely ladies. Or they still are lovely ladies. And, you know, it's, I get scared because I think I'm going to get hurt again. And I know not every lady is going to be like that. So it's always, it's, you know, it's a tough thing. Okay. And basically, I don't want to settle for anything just to say I have something. Okay. I I don't want to do that. I want to have that, um, that connection with someone. You know, a lot of athletes with disabilities meet and marry other athletes with a disability. That seems to be, you know, uh, I know at least four people in the Paralympic community that, that have done that. And uh, that's great, you know, but because they're all youngsters on there and I'm sort of a, the, the elder generation of the of the Paralympic stuff, it's it was, you know, it's never going to happen. I, you know, I was at the time I was... What was I, 38, 40? I'm not going to have a relationship with a 21-year-old. Okay, it's not going to happen. You know, I have my kids and, um, you know, I've, I've had the children now. I don't want any more kids. You know, I'm happy just to get on with my life and mine, mine are old enough now, you know, not to, 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 to worry about. As well, I do worry about them, but you know what I mean. I'm just bank of dad uh, to them as such, you know. But... You know, it's that thing where you meet someone, you have a great connection, and they're either married or they're with someone. It's sod's law, you know, and there's nothing I can do about it. And, you know, you can meet a lovely lady, she goes to the gym, you know, we got, you, you get on really well, you tell, I said, read that, and you get on text, you text with them, you have great banter, but they're, they're you know, they're married. And it's 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 a toughie, and then you or you can meet someone that are great, and you get on really well, and they're not interested in you. Now you then seem to think, well, is that because I've got a disability? Is that because I haven't got a leg or an arm or a hand? Is that what it is? No, 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 it's not that. It's this, and it's not you. It's me. You know that old generic thing, and trying to meet new people. You know, like I said before, I wear short trousers all the time. You know, when I'm at work or whether I'm about so people can see. But obviously, night time when you go out, me mates, and to a club or a pub, not to a club, to a pub, then you know you're wearing long trousers. So people don't tend to see. I have a slight limp, a slight gait when I'm walking, only a slight one. And you know, I won't mention that I'm an amputee uh, unless they ask. Um, you, you know, you know what do you do? Is this and that? And then obviously, if you know if they know me where I live, I'm you know I'm sort of well known for for all my athletic stuff and and you know what I've done in the world and stuff. So people know that. But I'll tend to leave it to the end of the day almost, and sort of say yeah, you know, or I'll lead them up to it because of this, or I use certain phrases. And it's just that being not wanting to get rejected. Um, if that's a sense, you know, I went on a few dates, uh, a couple of dates actually. I'll, I'll say this, and brilliant time. Went out for a couple of meals, brilliant. I had a great, great time, and I got a text from the ladies in the morning, 
uh, well, especially one of them saying, look, you know, I had a great night. Thank you very much. You're brilliant. You're lovely. But I can't handle you having a disability or being disabled. I think the words she used, I'm like, I was a little bit broken by it. I went on social media and just sort of put, you had a great night, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, oh, yeah, she doesn't what she's missing a lot. I appreciate not everyone can um, get on with someone having a disability. Because when you go out with someone or you first meet someone, yeah, you're great, and you introduce them to family and friends, I guarantee you, guarantee you, when you walk out that room, they will talk about you. How's it, you know, what's it like going out with someone with disability? What's it like in the bedroom? That will happen, you know. Yeah. So even though I'm a, a you know, above knee amputee, yeah, I can still lack it. I'm still nitty gritty in the bedroom action area, you know. And and but people will ask it, you know. Friends will always talk about it. Your family, oh, how are you getting on as a disability? What can you do? What can't you do? You know. So it's not just about what your date thinks or what your partner thinks. It's what their family and friends think. Because I know it shouldn't matter. And it doesn't matter, but I guarantee you that will always be in the back of their mind, you know, when they're talking about stuff and, and, and what they're doing, you know, and, and it's sod's law that it will come up. But, you know, everyone's different on the way. You know, I know friends that are, you know, obviously uh, disabled or sorry, amputees and, you know, they're in relationships and they've met people and, and, and what have you. Now, as I've got on older, you know, I'm I'm an old man now. I've reached my half century. And it's just, is it worth it? Do I need to do this? And I just have fun. But I miss the companionship, you know, that as much as being married is sometimes is a chore for a lot of people. I miss that companionship. I miss coming home to someone being there, having a good conversation. And obviously, you know, everyone these days is texting and, you know, they don't chat, they don't meet up. And it's just like, you know, I want to do that. But, you know, when you, like I said earlier on, you meet someone and, and, and they're married and, you know, and we're just having a conversation. There's no cheating or anything like that. We're just chatting as friends and stuff like that. But, you know, when they say, oh, yeah, we need to find you someone that's, you know, uh, you're lovely. You should find this. You should get that. And it's like, yeah, but they've got to have this. They've got to do that. You know, they can be the prettiest, beautifulest girl in the world, but have a personality of a hamster. And I like to talk. I like to have a chinwag. I like to have a laugh. You know, I don't want to go out and get drunk every night because I can't handle it anymore. Not that I could anyway. But it's just more of that point of, you know, just wanting that connection so I can live the rest of my life. I'll say it like the rest of my life. But, you know, have that, you know, go on holidays, go on weekends away and, you know, go on a bike ride and, and, you know, change the leg and put the bike leg on and them not worry about it. And I'm sure they don't. And like I said, around my fear of commitment, you know, uh, cost me uh, a great relationship and uh, with, with, with T and it was, you know, it was a shame, you know, and uh, yeah, that, that's, that's life and you, you get on with it. But, you know, relationships are difficult in any normal situation, but when you have a, a disability, then it's harder because you've got two things to work on. And, and if your partner um, doesn't have that disability, you know, they're not going to understand how you are. They're not going to understand that when you meet for the first time and you want a bit of nitty gritty in the bedroom, you know, you're going to think, well, what can you do? What can't you do? You know, and it's just like, well, hang on a minute, I can do everything I can. You know, and as I said earlier on in one of my other casts, that when I, before I became an amputee, I went to my physio and, and I uh, asked to meet some amputees and, you know, I went to ask them, you know, questions and, you know, anything from the rudest to the stupidest. And, and the rudest is a good part because obviously you have that physical attraction and, you, you know, is important. So 
as an amputee, for me, how do I get around that? How do I cope that? You know, are there any, this is quite brutal, what positions can I do and what positions can't I do? You know, and this is, you know, I don't want to go into, you know, into, into too rude stuff, but it's important to know what you can do and what you can't do. So, you know, if you have that connection with that person and you say, look, I can do this, I can't do that, you, you work around it, you know, and a lot of people don't tend to talk about it. And, you know, I want to make sure, you know, I, like everything, I want to be the best that I can do. And, uh, you know, so that's that's where I was going with that. But it's, you know, it's difficult. Everyone's different on how they deal with their, their amputation. Um, you know, like the, the gentleman I was talking about last week, Lee, you know, he's just got engaged. Uh, he had his, he's chopped off his hand off. And, uh, you know, he's got engaged to great stuff. Now, you know, when I was with, when I was married and I had my leg before the amputation, the, the, the then wife, um, unfortunately didn't have a choice in my amputation. You know, I was offered it and I took it without asking her. You know, like I said, this was the the old me, the, the bad part of me was saying, like, if I wanted to, you remember I said, if I wanted to do something, I would go do it without asking anybody. I'm not putting anyone's, um, put anyone into consideration for it. So, you, you know, not sitting down and talking about, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm having it done. It's what I want. I don't care about anybody else. And like I say, that was that old, that old me. And then obviously realizing that quite, not, not quickly after separating, but over that period of time, you know, when you get that chance to sit down when you're on your own in your flat and you're on or your bed seal or wherever you are. You think, right, I'm on me and I'm never going to find anybody again. I was lucky to have that person, blah, blah, blah. Well, there is, you know, there's more, f- plenty of fish in the sea, as I, you know, as, as I say to other disabled people, especially when you go somewhere like Limpower and they're on their own. And it's just like, look, there are people out there that do not give a rat's about your disability. It's the personality that counts. And, you know, if they're, look, if they're good looking, then it's a Brucey bonus. But for me, you know, if I can have a good conversation with someone, but like I said, I am picky and I want that, um, you, you know, that, that. I know what I want and I think when you become, you know, if you become a fresh amputee, your world's out the window and especially if you're single on your own, you ain't got a scooby of what you're going to do or where you are. There is help out there, you know, um, to, to help you out. Certain, you know, amputee charities, we can go to chat to people, obviously relationship counsellors and, and obviously even me, you know, I'm here. If anyone wants to, to message me or email me with a question, you know, by all means. And actually the email is uh, the amputee diaries at iCloud.com. So email me and obviously if you want to come on the show and we can have a chat if you're fresh disabled or whatever and talk about relationships, then, you know, we can do that. Unfortunately, I'm not going to invite my, my ex or any of my ex-girlfriends on there because obviously... They're probably not going to say any nice things about me because, like I said, I was, an, I was that person. I was so concentrated on what I wanted to do that I didn't care about them. And I don't mean that in a bad way, that I wanted to get from point A to point B. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's, and obviously the kids were younger. And when I first separated, so trying to date when you've got young children is almost impossible. It's Especially if you're a female, I'm sure about it. But for me as a male, my kids came first. You know, I wanted my children and, um, you know, I put them before anybody else. You know, the the wife quickly moved on or she'd already moved on and uh, with someone on and off. Um, but for me, I put my kids first. I wanted to give my 100% to them. And, and so as much as I moan and whinge about being single and on my own, 
you know, it was my choice. You know, I wanted that because I wanted the kids there. And, you know, you know, people, they get into relationships and they get married and they've got kids and stuff. And from other, yeah, that's great. But I had disability and I had children. So I thought, right, no, I'm going to concentrate on my kids, give them 100% of my time because of what they were telling me, of what they were going through with their mum and stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't want that. I want to give them all that time. Now, whether that was a good thing or a bad thing, uh, I don't know. As people say, well, my life moves on. I've got to move on. I've got to find somebody else I have to date really quickly. Well, no, you don't. You take time out. And I do get frustrated when people come out of a relationship and they go straight into another one because some people don't like being alone. I always say to people, give it a chance. Have a go at being on your own just for, you know, whether it be a month or two months or whatever. And if you don't get on, then you know that. You know quite quickly. Now, for me, because I had the disability, I had that that reverse psychology thing. Yeah, I'm never going to find anybody, you know. And that's one of the reasons why I did the TV show or season one of To Ugly for Love. And they wanted me to do a second season for it because obviously they did quite a lot of filming on me and, and saw potential in, in everything that I was doing. And I'm like, well, now I've done it. Uh, I've had a go at it. Um, I've had the two dates, one great date and one disastrous date. And, you know, I don't need to do anything else. You know, I can go on a date and I can chat for Britain. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I do the podcast, because I like talking, as you, you've all gathered. And it might be here, there and everywhere. And I can chat and make them laugh and stuff and like that and what have you. I think if you can do that, if you've got a good lady that isn't about your disability, then that's amazing. But, you, you know, that's what you've got to work out. You don't hark on your disability. You don't talk about it. And obviously, like you say, you don't talk about your exes. And almost like that's about my disability. So, you know, if they want to get into that relationship, you get that feedback. And then gradually throughout the conversation, you can you can link it in. You know, for me, it was the, obviously the, the Paralympic stuff. Um, with the volleyball uh, and then golfing and, and what have you and uh, I'll tell you I'll give you a quick uh, example uh, on one lady I was I was dating only for a tiny little bit and I was obviously doing golfing at the time and getting on quite well with it and I said you know she phoned me because I haven't seen you for ages what we're gonna do is well look, I've got my kids and I've got golf so I'll tell you what I'll see my kids one week I'll see you the next week I'll then go golfing the week after and then I'll see you again and it was like no not gonna happen and obviously, you know, that was over before it even began and I didn't even contemplate it. You know, I was like, well, that's that's fair enough. I've got my kids and my golf. I don't need anything else. And, you know, you do get lonely. And, you know, as time went by and, you, you know, it was like, crikey, what an absolute dick I was, you know. And I hold my hands up. Like I said before, I've held my hands up for that. So now I'm hopefully more mature. And, you know, like I said, the kids are growing up and I'm like, I want to meet someone It's Obviously, in this day and age with COVID and stuff like that, we can't blimmin' go out, so there's nowhere to go. But, you know, even with the lovely ladies at work, and, oh, yeah, we need to, well, you'll like this lady, and you'll like that lady, and, oh, yeah, someone's talking about this, and, like, yeah, but they're not what I want. You know, I have a certain, this <laughs> is really weird, I have a list, not a list of uh, of the type of lady that I'm after, but it's just like, well, this is this is what I want, and I'm not going to settle for, for second best, and I don't mean any disrespect to any ladies out there. Um, but I, I know what I want and if somebody wants to know me, I suppose they'll they'll get to know me, you know, and that's just that's just where I am. And uh so that's about it really for this week's uh show. And I, I have digressed a little bit into relationships and, and what have you. Uh for me, maybe in future conversations we'll we'll touch more on it. Uh, I would like to apologise to the ex-ladies in my life for the way I was. It was not my proudest moments in time. And, you know, and like I say, it's 
it's what's done is done. I can't I can't get out of that. I'm a completely different person to what I was. Um, you know, I've, like I said, I've been on my own seven years now. And, you know, and people say, oh, seven years is a long time. Well, it is a long time. And it took me a while to find myself to know what I wanted, you know. And then when I did find myself, it was just like, well, okay, well, if something happens, something happens. Okay. So, but thank you for listening. And, you know, join us for the next one. Uh, Coming up soon, we've got uh, an audience with, so that's what I've titled it with. And then we've got various uh, guests that come on the show. We have uh, a, a mental coach. Um, he's an ex-Paralympian or double Paralympian and he's going to talk about the mental side of, of uh, having a disability, how you cope with it. And that's really good. Obviously, we've got a couple of charities that we're coming on board. Um, I also have a, um, uh, an a amputee guy, Matt. He, when we did the London Paris bike ride, he's uh, above the amputee and he's also a mountain bike instructor. So yeah, we've got this long list of things coming in. It's really great. So thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, I don't know why I said that because we're not even going on YouTube yet. We will be doing a link on the the legs for the YouTube. So obviously when we do a live link with YouTube, I'll let you know about that so you can watch that. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, Have a great day. Please stay safe. Please obey the rules for lockdown. I know we're coming out of it very gradually. And so if you've got any questions, please email me, email me rather at the amputee diaries at iCloud.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, the amputee diaries. Search for this. Say hello. Got any ideas? Give us a shout. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time.